Good evening, everyone, and welcome to episode 44 of the Freshman Parking Lot Podcast. Give me the number. Hank Aaron. Oh, Hammer and Hank. Hammer and Hank. I like it. Nike's got a cool commercial right now with him on it. Um, where they kind of look back at him hitting the record-breaking home run, okay. intermixed with shots of like modern-day kids trying to grow up to become something great in their sports. Oh, I like it's it. kind of neat. Yeah. I have not seen it, but I like that yeah, idea. Yeah, I have to watch uh, a little baseball. I don't know. I saw it somewhere. Maybe it was in the Olympics. Who knows? Okay. So, I don't uh, know. Obviously, we're, we're one short tonight. We're missing yeah. Brad Gafford. I'm Brian Bosch, and that is... Chester Fry. So, welcome back after a little bit of a break. Yeah, it feels uh, good. I guess we should tell our viewers what's going on because they're going to get two episodes back to back well when did we take that last episode well two i weeks ago maybe right when you got back from vacation right before i went on vacation yeah i, I think it was over for sure over a week ago okay i, I want to say two weeks ago we taped episode 43 we won't give you the number you can watch you that at the end of the episode we won't say who but he's not with us right now <laughs> hit a button on the computer and we thought that the episode was lost into the zeros and ones of the cloud somewhere. We never cloud, get it back. The cloud. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, found it right before we started recording. Awesome. Nice. So we're pretty jacked about that. Yes. Uh, and you're going to be jacked because you have double the pleasure of us. <laughs> or you slip a little bit deeper into your depression. Yes. Uh, <laughs> sponsored by tonight uh let's let's go with the wet the local weather man you know we had some severe thunderstorms move through earlier this week and um a shout out to all the meteorologists who had it predicted four or five days in advance oh, all right absolutely incredible so shout out to them they get they get a lot of flack for being right 50 percent of the time this this was one of those right times correct all right. and they get a lot of flack for having the forecast temperature be off by three degrees but they forecast storms weeks in Okay, it's pretty awesome. I was, like I said, out of town for that, but I'm glad everybody's safe and sound, and, yeah. and the meteorologist kept you guys uh, informed. We're golden, baby. Good. What do you want to talk about tonight? Well, can I start with a quick trivia question? Oh, for sure. Forgot about trivia. No, I know, because, well, we had somebody bail on us and <laughs> no longer provide us with questions, and we're just not gonna, we're not going to go down that road. Oh, it's not that. No. Um, so, NBA-themed trivia question. All right, okay. I like that. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is the all-time leading scorer in the NBA. Okay. 38,387 points. This is not necessarily the trivia question, but do you know who number two is? Not off the top of my head. Okay. Carl Malone. He was, he was in my list because he played for such a long time. With 36,928 points. Okay. So fairly close. Yep. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar slash Lou Elsinder yes. had two scoring titles in his career and was the NBA's all-time leading scorer. Okay. Do you know how many seasons Carl Malone was the winner of the scoring title? Um, let's leave it there. We'll get the answer at the end of the show. Okay. Okay. Sounds we'll think a little bit about that as we, we, we talk about this week in sports. Sounds wonderful. I like it. Well, it's obviously um, Olympics week. We're into week number two. Number two. We just finished up a big week, I think, in the Olympics. The All of the swimming competition, which I think in this country is a pretty big deal in the Summer Olympics. I love it. Me too. It's prime time action, right? It's just come to a close. Um, we're about or we're just getting started with track and field. I would say the premier sport of the Summer Olympics, at least from my 
standpoint. I would agree, but I think in the last decade, swimming has given it a run for its money. I think you're probably correct. So what stood up? What do you want to talk about with the Olympics? What have you liked? What have you disliked? Well, first thing I want to say is, and I touched on it, I just got back from a vacation. We were in Colorado, my son and I, we did some fishing and then we did some other cool things. One of the cool things we did is Colorado Springs has dubbed itself Olympic City. Yep. They have a training facility, Olympic training facility. Uh, to be honest, I don't even know which specific sports are trained there, but probably the altitude has something to do with sure. that. Uh, they have an Olympic museum that oh. we went through. How was that? It was really cool. Um, so you, you walk in and everything's interactive. You, they give you a stylus to touch screens and stuff like that. And we read a whole bunch of uh, Hall of Fame kind of bios. Um, the very first one we come to is Herb Brooks. So that's kind of oh, near nice. to our heart. Yeah. Um, one of the last things we saw was they actually have the actual facade of the scoreboard from Lake Placid. And oh, it's cool. It's from when they beat the Russians. It's frozen in time at three seconds when Al Michaels said, do you believe in miracles? That's cool. Um, so that was cool. But I found something interesting. They have all of the U.S. Olympic torches on display. Oh, okay. And they go Winter Olympics, Olympic Games. Winter Olympics, Olympic Games. Very interesting. And they do not specify Summer Olympics. That's just the Olympic Games. Sure. The winter is the winter Olympics. Was there an explanation for why? There was not. I looked up a little bit of stuff today on it. Um, and basically what it comes down to is, first of all, they refer to the Summer Olympics or the Games of the Olympiad. Okay. And they refer to the Winter Olympics as the Winter Olympics. <laughs> I think it has to do with the fact that the original is yeah. the Summer Olympics. For sure. Also, the... Summer Olympics has over 204 countries compete. Mm -hmm. Winter is only 88. Oh, yeah. Many fewer, far fewer countries <coughs> compete in the Winter Olympics. So I did not know that, mm -hmm. the, the size description. It makes sense, I think. Um, in terms of the sports that are, are played and competed in in each of the Olympics. Well, yeah, not everybody has a traditional winter. Correct. Everybody has a summer. Yes. Everybody has a climate. Well, most places have a climate where you can compete in those types of games. Yes, for sure. One of the things I really liked about this, this winter, sorry, summer Olympics, and I don't think I've seen it before, are the mixed relay events that are occurring in some of the sports. In the sport of triathlon, they had a mixed relay team competition where each country put in two men and two <laughs> women, and they relayed against each other. We saw that in the pool, and we're going to see that on the track. And that's just kind of interesting. I think that's a nice little shakeup um, to kind of the normal, traditional four men, four women relay. The, the four men, the four women relays are still occurring. This is a, these are new events in addition to the old the old order. Are those medal events? Yes. Okay. When I had not heard about yeah. that, uh, when you mentioned it, what I started thinking about is the Winter Olympics when. After the figure skating programs are done, they have that next night, which is kind of an exhibition. Yeah. Um, usually it's pairs and they're loud, flamboyant yes. costumes. It, it's kind of a, a fun, feel-good type of thing. Um, so these are medal events. Medal events. And, and I, so I watched it in archery. There were mixed teams with a, a man and a woman. 
Um, I mean, I, I, we see it in the Winter Olympics with, with pairs yep. figure skating, um, but this is the first time I remember seeing it in the summertime. Okay. Um, something along those lines, but maybe not even close to along those lines. I can't decide which. Okay. Watching equestrian today, and when they jump over the bars, that's called eventing. Okay. I didn't really, well, I don't know anything about that sport at all. They use horses. They use horses and you're trying to go fast and knock, not knock stuff over. Okay. The riders, there, there's not a men's division and a female division. It's, it's a mixed division. Um, and up until today, a female had never won the gold. They've won silver and bronze. Today, a female finally won the gold. Where was she from? You know? <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> I don't know anything about this sport, including where she was from. Right, that's fine. <laughs> that's she, cool for her. She was very happy. Oh, how could you be the first women woman gold medalist? That's incredible. Yeah. Pretty that's cool. amazing. Absolutely incredible. Um, what else is going on with the Olympics? We good on those? I, I have something bothering me. Get it off your chest. Look, you, I know you won't sleep well if you don't get it out. Well... And I'm, I'm worried about saying it because we try to avoid controversy and stay neutral on a lot of things on this show. But I, I got to say something a little controversial. Okay. So the United States women's soccer team lost to Canada today. Yes. One, one nothing. It does not prevent them from a medal. They will play for the bronze medal, which I still think is a huge deal. Very much so. But when they... So they interviewed Megan Rapino afterwards, and, and she was, you know, I think understandably so, pretty emotional and, and talked about some of the things, you know, I just can't put my finger on it. We just didn't click. And then they go to Julie Foudy and a male announcer who I don't know who it was, but Julie Foudy is an alumni of that team. Yes. And I think what what little I know about women's soccer on the national team level, uh, a pretty legendary player in our country's history. So when she talks, I think it's important to listen. Sure. And she must have said in a span of three or four minutes, probably three or four times, there was no team chemistry. Okay. There was no joy. There was no fun. That's why they didn't click. And to me, that makes a whole lot of sense. And to me, all this group of women has done since they won the World Cup, and, and by the way, I shouldn't throw them all in that bus. All Megan Rapino has done is, I think, create divisiveness. Okay. And sure, it's been standing up for certain social issues, but kneeling and talking about um, Black lives and talking about gay and straight and white and black on our team and everything in between. And that's one of her quotes, I think can't help but create some divisiveness on that team. Okay. I think I don't like it when, when fans say, Hey, you're an athlete. So just shut up and play, forget about social issues. I think it's important for them to maybe use that platform if they're informed and talk on social issues. And I think she is informed, but I feel like, too much time and attention was given to that stuff and not enough was given to the team chemistry and the joy and playing the game and representing our country for that. Sure. That's my thought. All right. I'm going to, I'm going to plead ignorance and say, I don't know anything about U S women's soccer other than we're pretty dang good. 
And for us to not be in the gold medal game is certainly an upset in my yeah, mind. For it has sure. to be, right? And hopefully they win the bronze. Absolutely. Go home with the bronze. Absolutely. Come on. Go get it. You really didn't touch that controversial topic. <laughs> because I have no idea know, why I that know. team didn't, quote, click or come together as a team. And I don't I have, I have no I have no understanding there whatsoever. Just to me, when Julie Foudy said that, I was like, whoa, okay, sure. there's something going on there. And there could be. So, I mean, look, we've all been around teams that don't click. And yeah. we've been around teams that do click. And I'm not necessarily sure I can tell you why some of the good teams that have been on clicked and why some of the other ones didn't. I would agree. You know, just kind of like, I don't know, it's kind of the way it is. Yep, I would agree so, with you. I would agree. Well, look, the Olympics are interesting because when the Olympics started out, athletes were supposed to be 100% amateur. There was supposed to be no money gained whatsoever, no professionalism. Now, of course, that probably was never actually the case. There's probably always money flowing under the table. We kind of find ourselves in an interesting situation like that right now with college athletics in the United States and now with high school athletes. We've got this quarterback. What was his name? Quinn Ewers. Quinn Ewers plays for a high school in Texas. I'm not sure which one, but we all know that Texas high school football is ginormous. Yeah. He has a fairly large social media following, and he's decided to forego his senior year at his high school, graduate early, and enroll at Ohio State University so he can start reaping the benefits of name, image, and likeness rules. Apparently, in the state of Texas, there is a rule. It's not a law. I heard some some sports folks talking and say, it's a law. I don't think it's a law. I think it's a Texas Amateur Sports Association high school thing. It's a rule that if you make money off of your name, image, likeness as an athlete, you are no longer eligible. What do we think of that? Well, I mean, we've talked about name, image, and likeness quite a few times. And I go back and forth all the time. I think that, man... Some stuff has hit the fan in the last month. It's crazy, big, isn't it? And and for okay, <laughs> Nick Saban to say, well, my quarterback who hasn't taken a snap yet, yeah, is close to seven figures. Uh, by the way, Nick just signed a a big extension. What's he made? He made like nine million a year or something. Well, his extension is eight more years at eighty-four million. <laughs> um, base base salary of only two hundred thousand. Well, of course. <laughs> Yeah, look when you have when it, when you're a state employee. Yes, <laughs> but man, okay. So Nick says this to the Texas High School Football Coaches Association. This kid is from Texas. That was not an accident that he says that to a bunch of high school football coaches. Of course not. Um, I talked with somebody we both know today, mm-hmm. whose kid is going to play college football, and. Um, they're in the recruiting process with another kid and they're like, well, there could be some name image like this type stuff. Sure. And they fully expect that to be part of the recruiting process. I, if you're a university recruiting an athlete, how is that not part of your pitch? It has to be right. I guess. No, it has to be. If you want to compete with those teams, you have to do it. It just all seems so scummy for college athletics, but that's where we're at. Um, the, it doesn't seem too, sc- honestly, being paid under the table and behind <laughs> uh, off the book seems far more scummy. No, that seems normal. <laughs> all these, all these kids are, they're, they're kids that, that companies see as influencers sure. and they're going to pay them for their influence. 
And that to me, if it's above board, doesn't seem so scummy. It just kind of seems like what we do in this country and make money and commercialize everything. And I think to me, I, I use the word that it seems scummy because we're, it's just so not what we're used to. Correct. Correct. Now I say good for the kid. If you ask the question about the kid, then I really haven't answered it. No. What do I think about it? I, I think, man, we see this not all the time, but we see this. Yes. Bryce Harper finished high school year, year early, um, went to a JUCO. Yes. So that he could get drafted a year earlier. Mm -hmm. Actually, he might have finished two I years. Think, early. I think it was sixteen. When he he, he did finished it. two years early. Um, you see this with major college football players graduating in January yep. and getting on campus. Now that's probably to accelerate things for the next year. This is a whole year early in a very, very physical sport. Absolutely. Where, gosh, their quarterback competition at Ohio State is wide open. Mm -hmm. There was three guys listed who I'd never heard of, who had never attempted a pass. And so he's going to have a chance to compete sure. for a job. Yeah. And he's supposed to be in two days in Texas right now. Yeah. I say good for him. I mean, if you, if you're, if you think that you're mature enough to do that kind of a thing, then by all means go for it. It's obviously not for the masses. No. And, and that, it never will be because they don't wield that kind of influence online. Or physical talent. Correct. Um, I have no problem with it. I would say maybe rules like Texas and probably Wisconsin that have these rules against high school kids making money off of name image likeness and therefore becoming eligible. I don't know. Maybe that needs to go away. I mean, is it a problem if, if you are an all state baseball player and you signed a contract with my Zuno to wear my Zuno spikes and walk around before game and after game into my Zuno team. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I just, I don't like that. I, I think there should be some line of amateurism and professionalism. I don't like it. Yeah. I understand your argument behind it. Uh, I know that the rules here in Wisconsin prevent not just the kids from making money, but they also prevent me from, Correct. let's say, opening up a training facility and using a that same off-state baseball player's name to say, hey, he trains here. Right. Maybe you should come here. Yeah. Well, they, I, they prevent that. And I, I'm much more behind preventing someone else using your name, image, and likeness in a situation sure. like that. Um, I don't know. Um, I guess – the whole idea of amateurism is kind of dead and it seems to be a little out of It seems anyway. to be dead right now. Right. And 50 years ago, when Olympians wanted to become professionals and make money, the folks who said, no, 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 you need to become an, stay an amateur, claimed that professionalism would ruin these sports. And it has done nothing of the sort. It is simply given, quote, amateur athletes some money to live on. And that's all right. Especially when Nick Saban, you just signed a eight year deal for what was it? $84, $84 million. <laughs> Shut up, Nick Saban. Oh, I know he loves it. I love it. I just but, don't, I don't like Nick Saban. Well, okay. He has an air about him. And if Nick, you watch this, 
You don't need to send any goons to my door. This is the last negative thing I'll say about you. I just don't like the air that you carry. If Nick Saban watches this, you think there's a chance? There's a chance. Not a good. There's a chance. Um, you're gonna tag him on this show? Tonight? Yes, I think I'm gonna try to. Let's let's just talk real quick. You know, we said Alabama and Nick Saban, and uh, the Stanford coach David Shaw has talked a little bit about Nick Saban's comment. And he said, that's not market value. That's Alabama value. Oh, okay. And he also said, basically, this is brand new. This is not a sustainable business model, which I completely agree with. Mm -hmm. I don't see how this is sustainable, at least not for as many kids as are getting it now. Sure. Like the story with the guy down in Miami saying, every kid on the Miami football team under scholarship is going to get X number of dollars per month to promote my gym on right. social media. He can't survive if well, that keeps going. The question is this, he might, if he has a group of guys behind him, what we don't know is how much money is each player from Miami getting a month right now already in an envelope <clears throat> under the table per, you know, per game. We don't know that. And no. you know that those kids are getting money from boosters. So if you have an organized group of men <coughs> with enough money and enough will, they can make that happen. Essentially, they almost become like little de facto, like, you know, owners of this collegiate team. That's exactly what they become. So, and that's already happening. And I just don't know already how happened. any of it makes sound business sense. What return on investment are those people getting? And they must not care. I, I honestly don't think it's about, I think, I don't think it's about business sense at all. I think it's about, it's Saturday, it's game day. I want to have a good time with my boys and I want the football team to win. So it's worth that much to them for the football team to win. People fight over teams. Have you noticed in, in college football in particular, how tribal we are? People will yell things that they would never consider yelling at another human being on a Saturday game day across a field because someone that they do not know is wearing different colors than they are. Yeah. It's a very emotional tribal thing. It's, it's almost bizarre when you stay, if you're a sociologist, you stand back and you're, you're like, what the hell is going on? Well, that's what they do in Europe with soccer too. <laughs> it's everywhere. And, and I would say I'm much more likely to yell those inappropriate things than I am to line some kid's pocket with money. But that's just me, I'm cheap. I was just say, that's just the word cheap if we don't have the money. What if you just had loads and loads of cash? I don't know what I would do. Hey, that was a nice 17 yard run. Here's a here's a $100 bill for you, buddy. Thanks, that made my day, thank you. Gosh, you laid that kid out, here's another honey. Perhaps, perhaps. That is happening, trust me. Yeah, maybe, you know, maybe it is. It probably is. I'd be willing to, that's, I think that's happening at all levels of the sport. In one fashion or another, all the way down to the tiniest of the tiny. Could be. It might not be I'm giving this five-year-old kid a five or a hundred dollar bill. It might be, way to lay that kid out. Let's go get the biggest Sunday at Frosty's. Well, yeah, I guess when you put it that way, that absolutely happens because Correct. I know kids, well, grandma will give me a dollar for every double and five dollars for every home run. Like, yeah, that absolutely happens. I had a teacher in high school tell me, Justin, if you beat this kid in a race, you don't have to write this paper. 
And I was a skinny little white kid who participated in a sport that literally three people care about. Do you think the statute of limitations on that violation? Do you think that I just put my my high school diploma at risk? Sorry to call you out, Mrs. Peters. Did you win the Did you win the race? I, I didn't win the race, but I beat this kid. Did you read the paper? No. <laughs> we were. I had to. She wanted me to beat this kid at the conference meet so we could be conference champions. I beat the kid. I'm getting on the bus to go to the state meet. She comes out to say goodbye to us. I say, Mrs. Peters, I didn't write that paper. She goes, Oh, I know. I took care of it. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> And I thought I was going to say the most controversial thing on the show tonight. (laughs) Oh, come on. Teachers pick and choose which kids have to do papers and projects and tests all the time. Wow. All the time. Wow. All right. On that note, where are we going? On that note, let's wrap around. Oh, well, is there anything you want to talk about? I have no... Look. We're missing our third amigo. We are. He, he's our transition guy. Without him, we're, <laughs> we're, we're like blind, you know, stumbling in the dark right, right now. Rudderless ship. Thank you. I like it. We had the Major League Baseball trade deadline yeah. come and go this week. Anything interesting there that struck you? Uh, you like? I guess I don't know stats on if there were more or less deals than other years, but it sure as heck seemed like there were a lot of deals and big ones. There were. And I don't remember the exact number, but there were more all-stars switching teams at this trade deadline than any other year in Major League Baseball history. Okay. And my reaction was, oh, I don't like it. I did. I don't like that the Dodgers were able to go out and get Scherzer and Trey Turner when they're already as good as they are. They're not leading their division. I know they're not leading their division, but they've got some guys injured. And if they come back in theory, they're stubbly. I, I don't know. It, it was an interesting day. Lots of big names thrown about. I mean, look at what the Cubs did by unloading all of their young. Okay. Dudes. So that's kind of sad. Yeah, and if you're a Cubby fan. And, and to the, to the point that I've seen Chris Bryant say, I want to sign back with them after this year. I saw that Rizzo wore Chicago themed batting gloves and spikes his first night and and has said he didn't want to leave uh, that I don't know that I would feel great if I'm the Giants or the Yankees and my new toy is saying that oh they both hit home runs in their first game they did and so, so, and so did Baez right so you know okay you might you might not you you might not like being here but if you keep producing we don't care well yeah I mean, that's go, sports. go win us a ring and then you can go back to Chicago yeah so I didn't necessarily like all those big, big names changing. Like trade deadline to me, I like I like the idea of, oh, we're going to trade for a guy. Here's this specific piece. He's maybe not necessarily a top-end <laughs> dude, but I get it. It's the way the sport is. You've got a contract that's running out. You're a losing team. Yeah. And let's get some prospects in return, I guess. I agree. You and know, and uh, that's where, I guess, if I want to talk about my team, the Twins, the I don't know what they got for Nelson Cruz, but their deadline day deal, getting rid of Jose Barrios, to the Blue Jays, who, man, did they kind of make some moves thinking they're still in it? And I don't think they are. I don't think they have a chance at all. But they <clears> – <throat> well, first I'll finish that thought. I love what the Twins got back. I think they got three of the top 50 prospects in the game back. I think that's a big deal. Whether they pan out or not – they can be used as chips to trade for other guys. Yeah. Yeah. I just go back to a bird in the hand is worth two in the bush. And so many times these prospects just 
No, no, I, they just don't work out. And when you've got people at the big league level, why can't you rebuild with guys you already have? I mean, I know you're paying them a lot of money. And I'll be honest, I'm not an owner. I don't care how much money you've spent. So spend, spend, spend. It's not my money. Um, I agree they overvalue prospects. Just like I've always said, 100%. NBA, or I'm sorry, NFL teams way overvalue draft picks. Sure. Oh, I'm not going to trade you for that many draft picks for this established star. Right. Why? You don't even know who's going to be in the draft in two years. And the NFL is the, is the one draft that's maybe the most certain of all the drafts. Yeah. Because those guys are, first off, they've got players that are drafting with two or three years of college experience, and they're drafting for need. In baseball and like the NBA, right now, you're drafting for like development. You're drafting for you're drafting, 24 years. You're drafting now. and hoping that this person turns into someone that you can use to win. Yes. Which yeah. makes it more gazing into the crystal ball than the NFL. Yeah. So. Um, one last thought on the Eastern Division. Every team was a buyer except for the Orioles. Well, they all think they can win. The Blue Jays blew my mind. Like, did they do this because they think they're going to get into that last wild card? Or is this has something – first off, does that does Barrios have more years in his contract? He can't be done at the end of this he year. He might have one or two more years, okay. which is a big deal for them. Yes. So they got <laughs> controlled. They also yep. just went back to Canada for the first time in like 18 months. Yes. So maybe that's part of it too. Hey, we're going back to the Rogers Center. Let's create some buzz. And we'll get Barrios. We probably won't contend this year, but we're coming after next year. Sure. Let's build some team chemistry now. You know, who knows? Could be. And once again, what do we care? We're not, we're not spending money. No, we're not. And, I'm just sitting back having fun watching. The Blue Jays aren't our team either. No, of course not. Thanks, by the way, for throwing the Orioles. Oh, everybody did something about the Orioles. Well, they did. That's well, because we've won 30 games. Well, for, by the way, your twins and my Orioles are racing one another to the basement of the big leagues. Yes. <laughs> There's no doubt. Yes. Ooh, we're just watching the semifinal of the women's 200. Gabby Thomas is not an automatic qualifier. That time could probably get her through, though. I'm not sure how many extra time qualifiers they're taking. That's a little bit of a surprise. She wasn't on on her game. Um, oh, she got she in. She made it. Okay. Um, she got in. I was a little – I texted you last night. I was a little surprised that we have a sprinter in the Olympics from Harvard. Yeah, she's great. She is absolutely fantastic going after a master's degree at the University of Texas. That's pretty She's cool. She's got it all. Pretty cool. Yeah. No doubt about it. All right. Well, let's wrap it up. All right. Let's wrap it up. Let's go. Let's get this. We got uh, – the question was, Carmelone is number two all-time point scorer in NBA history. Yep. How many times in his, what, 20-some-year-odd career yeah. was he the scoring champion? Yep. And, and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, number one. He did it twice. Won it twice. I, I would guess zero. He played a lot of years with Michael and other scorers who, <laughs> well, Michael was obviously on a winning team, but maybe some other scorers that weren't on winning teams and had the ball in their hands more often. And Carl Malone is the mailman. Got a lot of assists. I don't know. What do you got? Zero. Zero. Yeah. You got it. Zero. Okay. Yeah, he just, he was like, like Kareem, the, they were such great players for such an extended period of time yeah. that they, they accrue all of these points. And, and also both overlapped some really all-time greats. For sure they did. Absolutely. I think, but like you said, for a long period of time. So their 
like we say in, in baseball, they're accumulators. Yes, accumulators. Right on. Both great players. Yeah. Crazy good. All right, I've got a winning room. Let's hear it. So I just got back from a trip to Colorado, and we flew. You drove on your trip. We flew. Mm-hmm. Uh, flying, that type of stuff makes me anxious. Just the airport is not something I'm super familiar with. Don't go there often. It's probably once every five-year thing for sure. me. <clears throat> so my question to you would be, have you ever been flagged by TSA? No, I've never been flagged and needed like the pat down. Yeah. But the last time I was on a plane flying out to Boston, my wife was. For what? Uh, she was wearing these jeans with like metal studs in them. And that set one of their alarms off. So she had to, you know, she stepped off to the side and a female TSA agent did the whole pat down routine. And so they didn't take anything from her? No, we, nothing was removed from our purses. Okay. What did you have removed? <laughs> Tell us the story. Well, you know how we hear on the news or on Sports Center where people have accidentally forgotten a handgun in their carry-on? <laughs> and you're like, how do you do that, you stupid right. idiot? Yes. Well, I didn't forget a handgun, but I did forget a knife. Okay. And it was a complete accident. <laughs> Um, a Leatherman tool with a very sharp blade sure. was in my backpack. We had gone out there. We did some fishing. I had it in my checked bag on the way out. When we got out there to do some fishing, I packed a backpack to bring along with us. Yep. Packed that in there. Night before, repacking all the bays. Completely forgot it was in the open or the, the front pocket. Yes. <clears throat> Lady takes me to si- out of the, off to the side. Um, hey, found this. There's a blade. I go, oh, no. <laughs> completely forgot <laughs> by the way um brogan also got i will say flagged he got a water bottle taken from him oh, it was full. It was. <laughs> but so she goes do you have somebody on the outside we can get it to i don't know we're flying back she goes well, you can ship it back for 50 dollars oh. <laughs> so um Fans, listeners, uh, if you want to start a GoFundMe, I'm in the market for a new letter. <laughs> it's funny. Um, good friend of ours, longtime listener, Dennis Shedeski. I've been with him on two occasions now where he has forgotten that he has a Swiss Army knife in his pocket. The first time, he and I were walking into the Kohl Center together to watch a Badger men's basketball game. And as we approached the doors, we're kind of shuffling around. He goes, oh, crap. And almost without breaking stride, he just whoop and throws it into a trash can. Oh, I think I would have hit it in the bushes. Like with no thoughts. I would have hit it in the bushes. Second time, we're walking into Miller Park. Oh, crap. Hides it in the bushes. (laughs) Came out. There it was. That's awesome. (laughs) So you're not the only person to forget a knife. Oh, man. (laughs) Yeah, it it was embarrassing and it was a bummer. Oh, that is a bummer. That's for sure. Uh, well, did you know? Okay, here we go. I, I got. Did, did you know that that I just learned today that that I'm that I'm interested in maybe learning a little bit more about? Um, yeah. I went up to Packers training camp today, this oh, morning, yeah. which yeah. was just a gorgeous day to watch some some football. Um, Aaron Rodgers looked fine. He looked like Aaron Rodgers. Has he washed his hair yet? Oh, uh, he's got he's got that California it long. Doesn't seem like he's washed it low going. Maybe not. All right, I'm not sure. Um, Tonkin made two phenomenal one-handed grabs going across the middle. 
during practice. That was fun. Um, for those of us that are Packers fans, Jordan Love, we're, I'm real glad we still got Aaron Rodgers. He's not he, ready, huh? He didn't look great. He he over he he throws high. Okay. Uh, for whatever reason, he was throwing real high I today. Think, I think accuracy was one of the knocks on him in the draft. And he, now, he did make one really good throw I saw where he bootlegged up to the right and while running, hit a receiver going down um, downfield. Okay. So, great day. At any rate, so up in, you know, in Green Bay, walking around Lambeau Field and, and uh, went and had lunch at this bar restaurant not far from the stadium. And I went to use the restroom and on the walls, they got pictures of, uh, you know, all the places that the Packers have played in. Or, or did you know, coming from the local... Coming from the men's, the men's room. <laughs> now, I did some research. But did you know the Green Bay Packers are the only team to have hosted an NFL championship game outside of their home city? Back before Super Bowls, you hosted... The championship game if it was your turn and you had won the division mm -hmm. in 1939 the green bay packers hosted the nfl championship game at the self-proclaimed oldest motor speedway in the world self-proclaimed you say self-proclaimed i did a little bit of research it certainly seems to be the oldest in north america see here i was thinking this was going to be a very easy did you know and i was going to say well yeah they must have done it in milwaukee and it is in Milwaukee. Okay. All right. But it was not a county stadium. No, it was at the state fairgrounds. And the Milwaukee Mile opened up in 1903 as a motor speedway. Now, just think about 1903. There are hardly any automobiles around. Yeah. But they're opening up and they're having races. And in 1939... The Packers hosted the New York Giants. They beat them 27 to nothing. And they decided on hosting the game in Milwaukee because what's sports about? Money. And they thought they'd have a bigger draw. And they did. Interesting. Yeah. So that, that is, that's, that, I mean, we know that the Packers have gone back and forth between Green Bay and Milwaukee many times. Up until about 94, 95, they stopped going down to, to County Stadium. Um but interesting that they they went down there and won on a place that I would have never guessed in a million years is, is one of the oldest motor speedways in the, in the world. So these pictures that they had. Yes. Was the picture of the football setup or just of the motor speedway? Actually, they didn't have a photograph from 1939, but they had several of the other parks. And that just got my brain turning. So on the ride home, I wasn't driving. I was just doing a little bit of research about where we've played some of these games came okay. across it that's that's pretty interesting yeah i like it all right i like it well hey everybody this is episode 44 wrapping up uh we've got like we said at the beginning two episodes for you 43 and 44 this is the hank aaron episode you got to listen to 43 to see what number that one is by the way 43 and 44 are two all-time greats in their respective sports. Well, they're going to see episodes. Well, <laughs> I'm not going to judge what people think of us, but the the, the numbers are two of the all-time best. Absolutely. Incredible they numbers. They both are. Yes, yes. absolutely. That's, that's your tease to go back and watch 43 or listen to 43. You can watch on our YouTube channel. Yeah. Freshman Parking Lot. You should subscribe to that too. You can listen if you don't want to see our faces, which we completely understand. For sure. On any of your favorite podcast apps, Nate gets those up uh, pretty
pretty quick after we give him all the information. So, heck, we're doing this Monday night. This should be up by Tuesday afternoon. Um, let's see. You can email the show, freshmanparkinglot at gmail.com. Nick Saban, we're looking for your email. I like it. All right. Hopefully, we'll see you guys next week. Peace. We're going to try and end this one without losing it.